Welcome mountain bikers. Hope you're buckled down because today's a fun one. We have intense factory racing. Jack Moyer, Dean Lucas, Charlie Harrison, good crew. We talked to Bernard Guardia, team manager, Chappie Feeney, make sure the bikes are running. It was a fun morning with the team as they were wrapping up their team camp here in Southern California. Starts off a little chaotic, but we rein it in, and I think it shows the, the fun spirit that the squad has. Looking forward to the race season, and I hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to hit vitalmtb.com to check out our new test sessions feature. We review and race five long travel Enduro 29ers. The results were, were pretty surprising. We're psyched on how it turned out, so dig on into that too. This Vital MTB Inside Line podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA. Shop for great deals and get professional advice on your favorite mountain bikes, components, and riding gear. Over 2 million happy cyclists served since 1994. Visit JensenUSA.com slash the Inside Line podcast and use code InsideLine for 10% off qualifying items. Max's Tires. Where the rubber meets the dirt, Maxxis makes no compromise tires for any rider, any trail, any time. Kevin, Kev, Yo, 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 yo. Check, 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 check. Microphone. Microphone one, two. With microphone checker. Yeah. I'll get my, uh, I'll do my signature, hop on the phone and... Not and tune all. everything else out. <laughs> tune all. You're not even a millennial. What What are you? What generation? It's not that I'm like addicted to my phone. It's just that like I'll be texting or something and they'll be talking to me and I'm just like I'm <laughs> into like what best I'm best doing. Best <laughs> head together by far. By far. All right. So when it is your turn, just yeah, let's talk about some stuff. Gotcha. Pull it and talk. It should be fine. Just lean on in. Kevin, what do you have to say about this this topic? Um, Phone's going down. Yes. In the middle. <laughs> phone stack. Oh, no, we not trust it. We have enough self control if it's yeah. our, we can just not look no, at it. No, you don't. don't. Come on. I mean, if you, you can't can't control, we can look after Listen. it for you a bit. Dean is the one Say that's it into always, the mic. Say it into the mic. Dean is the one that's always criticizing us for being on our phones. Okay, so, so we get yeah. to dinner and Dean will finish his scroll. He'll have nothing left to scroll. And he'll be like, why is everyone always on their phones? And he'll put his phone in the middle and say, put your phones in the middle. But it's only because he's run out of stuff to look yeah. at on his phone. I've got plenty more Every stuff time. to look at. I've got some, yeah. some folders I can go back through. I've got heaps of stuff. But if you put it in the middle, <laughs> yeah. no because one's going to touch it. Classic Donnie. When he's bored, he goes yeah. back and looks through all his photos. And he's, like, just, you can, all, any single plane flight, you can look over and see Dean looking at results from like any given race. That's all he does is just look at his really, just gotta through results. Split King. If yeah. you want to know a split, hit up Dean. <laughs> he'll fill you in. Dude, Analyzing. Really? Yeah, just getting yeah. it all. So you're a Competitor, you take your your career seriously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Twist that one around. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a gong show. I feel like it's I just like, like it it's just like wearing like. I'm excited. Like, this, I'm is gonna, this, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Pretend I'm not here. Yeah, you guys can battle it out. Yeah. <laughs> hey Jen, do, do I get consultant money for a therapy yeah. session here? It's gonna oh. be a it's gonna be a built up vent session. Yeah, I feel like I'm just like facing and fighting with Poppy. Okay, just don't Dude. be boring. <laughs> so far, so good, Mom. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> we're, at, we're at the end of team camp. 
tempers are. We're just stuff's gonna boil all the time. Hi, I'm sick of each other. If we started, is this actually a thing already? This is a bad idea. I don't think it's gonna go. Are we going? They're gonna after the end of this, they're gonna be like, "Why did we ever give these kids mock every time?" They might. They might. Everyone unsubscribes after this. Should we do it? Do we have to do Let's the warm-up go. thing where you like right you tell people it. what to buy before we start? Yeah, what's like, this sponsored by? Yeah, Jensen USA, an intense dealer. Nice. Oh, Max's yeah. tires. You guys run that. that? We can yeah. respect there that. There we go. Yeah, we'll get into it. Oh, boys. Yeah. yeah. We'll ask you about tires in the middle here. Okay. Um, you sure you're ready for this, Burnett? Yeah. We're kind of nervous. Oh yeah, yeah we're going. Let's start. Like, this is the best this is part. This going straight once, on bottle. Once we say it's official, everyone gets all. Is, is this live? Is this live? Is this still live? I love talking about the tires because he has a completely different taste with tires than most. Yeah. Oh, he's already out. And we're out. Thanks for tuning in. See you in every other every other Wednesday. All right. Before we get started, which that was last year, I came and saw you guys. We did that quiz, right? Mm. I asked you a question oh, that you all blew it on, and it hurt me deeply inside. Oh. Even Nick, he's not here anymore. I want to see if you retain any knowledge. Mm. And this sets the tone for the whole interview. So oh. if you screw it up, what world-renowned singer-songwriter is nicknamed The Boss? Oh, that's, no, that just this. flew straight past no, no, me, brother. Yeah. I'm, I apologize. It's, I'm sorry, but it's a, it's a bit irrelevant to me. So the it's boss. irrelevant. No. Yeah, it's maybe it's Kodak. Kodak Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it, can I just? Cheer? But I actually, after we did this interview, I went home and it was on the radio. Someone asked the same qu- like the same thing, yeah. and I was just like, it's fucking everywhere. It's just. It's coming all angles. It's like a sign. It's yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Don't forget oh, the boss. Bruce, right for an American yeah, bicycle my, company. My boy. Jesse's girl. That's Rick Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> they're cousins. Okay. Yeah, they're bros. They're homies. Yeah. All right, we'll do the formal intro because we have to, and then we'll get into it. Welcome, mountain bikers. I'm Sean Spomer, and this is the Inside Line Podcast, and I'm here with intense factory racing woohoo pretty sick <laughs> we're gonna have some fun today Boom. if you can't tell controlling the gong show might be might be kind of interesting here but i'm gonna start off we'll start with the man to my left and we'll go counterclockwise is that no that's clockwise yeah. give me your name your nickname your age where you're from that's a lot of stuff to remember and then one thing about each of your teammates, where they shine on the bike, what they're good at on the bike. Ooh, okay. Dean Lucas, 22, from Victoria, Australia. Nickname? Don Pablo. Why? <laughs> just Don, I don't know. Just a thing, I don't know. I think it fits pretty well. Um, things about the bike, Jack's got long-ass legs, so he's good through anything slippery. Chuck's just good at blowing up wheels, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Jack Moyer, 23. Oh, just, you know, oh 24. Ooh, as of a couple of days ago, yeah. Shit, getting old. Nice. Um, Central Coast of Oz, nickname. Got a couple of those, but I think the boys, it's more like Kevin Bacon. Don't know. I, I think it's just, I just call everyone Kev, so then they twist it around on me and call me Kevin. <laughs> anyway. Why do you call everyone Kevin? I don't know. It just happens. Um, Swainy Swainson. Yeah, Swainy Swainson. Shark Swainy Attack Swainson. Jack. Moy Moy. Yeah, there's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Big, Le- Big Kev. Big Kev. <laughs> Big Kev Kenya. <laughs> uh, Mr. Legs. <laughs> uh, 
Mud <laughs> monkey moy. Anyway, um, so Dino, Dean's a straight line guy. Like you get behind him at a World Cup track with a straightaway section, and he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> like kill it to a turn, though, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck, Chuck's pretty much impossible to follow on all sandy tracks in SoCal. Like goat tracks, yeah. yeah little <laughs> sandy goat silver tracks surfer, you don't stand rocks, a chance. Yeah. Eh? No, Shout out silver surfer Laguna. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we're keeping up with Chuck on that thing. <laughs> All right, Chuck, your turn. All right, I'm Charlie Harrison. I am 20 years old from Tribuco Canyon, California. Um, nickname, I've got a few. Chuck. Chuck Do Destructo. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Chuckle, Chuckles. Chuckles. Charlie Horse. <laughs> Chuckles. Um, yeah, I think that's, that covers most of them. Yeah. Um, good things about my teammates. Don Pablo is just, he is the blind send king. You, you take him to a new track he's never ridden. Second lap, he is just tapped. Any World Cup, second lap, Andorra, second second <laughs> run. I remember Andorra this year, second run. Thanks, I was Don. like, this could be my quality run right now because Don is going so fast. I have no idea where I'm going. Straight line guy and he's element. Yeah, yeah. He's also, lines there. He's also becoming a new, a newly found um, inside line guy. <laughs> yeah. that we just, and enduro special. Yeah, he's, he's also yeah. very good at climbing up hills and wearing clear glasses while riding. Is there, um, is there a career change in store for him? Possibly. Sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, only time, only time will Sorry, tell. Cut that. The manager's <laughs> saying cut this out. So, um, <laughs> right, start again now. And, and then... <laughs> what, about, what, are, what are Jack's strengths on the bike? Oh, man, Jack. Um, <laughs> he, is, he is... I mean, he's a top guy now. He's a top 10 ranking. He's seven in the world. So, I mean, you could just, just say that's facts, enough though. right there, but no, we want to, we want I mean, good. roots are pretty much my arch nemesis and Jack is just like, he just, Some off he, he shows action. everyone how to ride roots and off camber. So, and mud, which is also my nemesis. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Now all the pleasantries are out of the way. Charlie, you go first, throw Jack and Dean under the bus and tell me what their filthiest habit is. Okay. <laughs> um, Jack always has to make his point when he's right. Yeah. yeah. He has to let you know that you are dumb when you say something dumb. He's really good at that. And then Don, um, you know, he's really good at just being a pest sometimes. He loves just he loves just, just stirring the pot yeah, up. Being that guy. Poke the bear. <laughs> All right, Jack, what about Charlie and Dean? What are their filthy, dirty habits that can be made public? I mean, <laughs> Dean's has already been said. I was going to say the same thing. He would just stir you up and just keep it going keep until closer. you... Oh. <laughs> Dean's has already been said. He will just keep stirring it up, you know, get you real, real pissed off, and that won't stop him. <laughs> Charlie... Um, I don't know. Maybe the smelly feet, like picks his nose and eats it, like anything crazy like that. Nah, oh, okay. So he's only got. Oh yeah, that. Nah, none of that. But sometimes, you know, Charlie's just his music. He always likes to plug in on the beat machine, and he's got one music, and that's just oh. pump up ham, like rap. Rap God, we call him Rap God. <laughs> so we might be coming home from a big day of runs and we'll really just want to tune in and get some chill mix happening, but yeah. Charlie's just like cranking that heavy beat, you know? I mean, 
that sometimes gets you and you just want to lax out, but you can't. They always ask me for like some chill beats, but it's hard because like, when you only got fire in your playlist, <laughs> yeah. it's hard not to get burnt. That's true. All right. Dean, your turn. Well, Throw him is, under the bus. This is back on the music thing, but it ain't rap. He's got this new love for country, which is just... It's not new. That's pretty much the only bad thing about Chuck is that country music. <laughs> Everything else is pretty good. And sometimes he says he doesn't get angry, but... I've, I've definitely seen it. I thought I, I don't get angry. I thought I didn't get angry until yesterday, riding. They were pissing me off. So, yeah. I know I get angry, so I just tell you when I get angry. And Jack, I don't know. He gets um, gamer layer going pretty good sometimes. <laughs> like, like, he's got his little gamer layer. Like, he's got all these plates and drinks and food, like, from the last four weeks ago. So, they're like... He's got like because his brothers like plays games and stuff, and he just has all his food and his little computer and all that. So like get some like mold and gamer and layer. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like someone playing like, like a layer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no sunlight. Yeah, no it's, airflow. It's, like, it's kind of like you got to see how many plates and cups you can accumulate yeah. before the end of team camp in your little room. <laughs> right. you, you keep the blinds down. Jack normally wins floor. this by like a fair bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> some fungi and stuff starts growing. Nope. That's about it. All right, back to love. It's Valentine's Day. I didn't get the heart-shaped pancake that Burnett promised. A little, a little bummed out about that. It was round. It sort of looked like a heart, but the pancakes were good. Thanks, Jen. Have you guys looked at Instagram much today to see all the happy Valentine's Day fails out there? I got some hate from Luke Bruni. That was all my love. Dude, that wasn't very He <laughs> really loved my position on the bike, but besides that. <laughs> With like a smirky emoji kind of thing? No, I didn't even get a wink or anything. It was just... You don't look that good. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much what he said. Way to break my heart. God. Um, But yes, to clarify that, we did get our morning scrolling. Yeah, not really. Me and Dean don't have Wi-Fi now. Yeah, we've got to venture out. So we've got to wake up and um, not use our phones. How do you survive? I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. we actually take our blankets out to the lounge room and set up. (laughs) (laughs) We set up pillow out there and have a cheeky scroll before breakfast. Do you guys have significant others? We yeah, all do. We yeah. all do. You all do. Yeah. yeah, sugar mamas. Shout out, Gigi. Shout out, Boo Boo. <laughs> Ling Ling. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so what do you do on Valentine's Day? Did you shout out like, my girl, they miss you? Yeah, well, Dean's done one already. So I think if we don't do one, yeah, we're really going to... I, gonna, I, put it I was planning on doing one. I just wanted yeah. to wait till the later in the day. I've got yeah, like it's a, early in the day. We've got time, brother. We've got time. Isn't it already the next day in yeah. Australia? Yeah, we're, 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 living, we're living in yeah, the past, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're SoCal living, not Aussie living at the moment. All right, go around the circle. How do you guys get by with your, your ladies? But you're traveling all the time. You're always gone. How's oh, that work? We go to, uh, what is it, Love Box or whatever? Is it, what's the place called? <laughs> 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 oh, no, we don't go to Love <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Just, just a lot of time with uh, Mrs. Palmer, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna go with FaceTime. FaceTime's a handy little um, app. Nice. Yeah. yeah, probably just FaceTime. And luckily, uh, I don't know about Ling Ling since she's new to the the team, but Gigi and Boo, um, they're they're pretty pretty uh, supportive with our racing. They don't really. Um, you know they they know we're there to race and they're not too difficult at all really they're pretty yeah. pretty helpful so it's cool and you don't have to uh go away for a big trip and you're wondering like oh how am i going to deal with her when she gets all you know pissed off yeah, at yeah. home but they're super cool so it's easy cool all right so you guys are here at team camp what are you testing what's what's going on here top can, secret 
Huh? We, can't, we can't talk about that. You can't say testing. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> no, test a bit, uh, every, it, bit of everything. Yeah, all right, but there's... Bit of this, bit of that. All right, not asking for specifics to give away stuff you can't share, but is it fully new product? Like, all the sponsors are the same from last year, right? Basically? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. pretty much so the just, same, just new products. Okay, from them. just refining? Is it kind of like team building camp? Like, what's, you know, what do you guys do? Been shredding some yeah, for we're sure. just getting the race bike set up for the year and trying some new products. Yeah, and then we're going uh, at the end of, or tomorrow actually, we're going out to uh, Windrock, Tennessee to do some suspension testing. So that'll be super helpful and productive, I think. And that's probably the most uh, race relatable riding we have in the States that I could, if I were to book a flight somewhere, that's where I would go. Cool. So yeah, pretty excited for that and ride some mud. And, yeah, it should be a good time. Okay. Sick. Got awfully quiet talking about racing and testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> has it has it been a success? Do you guys feel like it's made you ready for the the season coming up? Yeah, I think it was good. Like I just got on the new bike like literally a week ago, and I thought it might like take a while to get used to it. But literally straight away, I was like, "No, nah, this thing works with me." Like second running, I was like, "No." Nah. I think I went and high fived everyone. I was like, "No, nah, this is cool. We can go fast." So Sick. literally took a day, and I'm like, feel like I can go quick. So okay. it didn't take much at all. Yeah, that was pretty much the same with me. I got because yeah, you weren't even on it last year. No, right? I, I didn't race it last year. Um, and then I got on a, the Proto Carbon one, which is pretty much the same one we're riding now. Um, in beginning of December, maybe. And I swear, by the time I got to the bottom of my first run, I was like, felt comfortable on it. Like, I'm so <coughs> excited to race the bike this year. I think it's going to work really well. And uh, yeah, should should be sweet. Okay, since we're on the. <clears throat> The 29er topic, let's talk about it. You two were on the prototype early last year. Yeah. It seemed to go well. Like, you're stuck with the wheel size. You, you dig it? Yeah. It's, I mean, last year was a bit of a rush coming into Fort William with only a week on the bike. Dean didn't have really any time. But, yeah, so it's good to, like we had all last year and this team camp to really iron out any problems and get it perfect for this year. So, I mean, I'm definitely keen to stay on the 29 it's me good yeah. you've heard it all before yeah, but <laughs> no I, I really like it like last year obviously was a bit of a rush like obviously new bikes new completely new wheel size and all that's a bit of a rush but i was just a bit like all over the place because i got on a large and i wasn't sure if like the bike was too big or the wheels were too big and it was kind of playing with my head and then halfway through when i swapped just before monsignor and like straight away i was like okay I was, the bike was too big just got on a medium and then straight away felt comfortable and then from then on i was like 100 percent this this works better up until then i was like it feels too big but i was kind of like i'm in an arm whether it's the wheels or the frame and then now like on a medium and fits me perfect so yeah i'm stoked with it i've always known too like even before i got on the the downhill bike because i've always liked pretty i've pretty much always ridden 29er trail bikes so i (laughs) i knew that i liked them and uh i think with the 29ers it's kind of I don't think there's that middle ground, really. I think it's either it works for you or it doesn't, like, just depending on your riders. Because, like, obviously, you know, there's tons of riders that change directions a ton, which maybe a, a, a 27 would work better. But as far as me, like, I'm not that busy on the bike. Like, I kind of just, I mean, yeah, I don't look too too loose or anything. I'm kind of just, like, just riding it. Mm-hmm. So I, it works really well for me, and I think that's kind of how it, just how, yeah, like, how the 29ers will relate to people. Did you wish you could have had one last year? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of look at it as well. It's like people say, should you get them, should you not? I yeah. feel like it's like a height thing. So it's like if you're a small guy, like you saw when Danny got on one, like <coughs> the bike was just too big for him. Like everyone could see it. 
as soon as he went back, he went faster. So I think it's like your size and then your style. Like even like a taller rider that like moves around on the bike a lot, I feel like that doesn't suit their style. Like they've got to be able to like like be more solid on the bike, I guess, and then that works better for them. So I think like your style, your height, all that kind of comes into it. Like it's not just like night and day. So I think that's a big part of it as well. Okay. Yeah. It um the main thing I think you notice is between twenty seven and twenty five. Like when I'm on them at twenty seven, it feels like you're just kind of swapping out a lot, and the twenty nine just seems to smooth everything out, and you just like flow and take smoother lines. So yeah. I mean, that might not work with some styles. Yeah. Why do you think there's the hate on the wheel size? I, I seriously don't know. <laughs> I think, do you think it's still there? If like it doesn't work for you, ride your twenty seven, have fun. If it does, ride your twenty nine, have fun. Bam. Because it's different. I feel like most people don't like change. I just love, yeah, I just love all the hate on the internet. People hate on 29 downhill bikes and they've never ridden one. It's like, what are you talking about? You've literally ne- never done it before. It's like, go do it. If you don't like it, then hate away. But if you've never done it, like, just shut up. And- don't you think too? Like, I think, I feel maybe a big part of the hate is from people that, I don't know if it's that they wish they had one, but maybe it's just part of it, I feel like, is that, they don't have access to one yet. Yeah. And so it's hard or it's easy to hate on something when you can't get it at the moment. Sure. But I feel like once the, because obviously companies are working on getting them into production, I feel like once it's more of a production thing and more available to consumers, I, I don't think there will be as much hate because everyone will actually realize how sick they are. Yeah. Yeah. Bernard, you told me about a story in, in Val de Sol. <coughs> or sorry, in Andorra. Yeah. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Bernagardia, team manager. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy. <laughs> Poppy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about, like all this process about getting new bikes, prototype bikes. It's nothing easy. It's just we took some risk. It, uh, we didn't start earlier at the first World Cup because we didn't have all the product. So we're trying to get everything uh, ready as soon as possible and we get it for for William and that's where everything started and it worked out pretty good where Jack took second place with first time on that bike Jeff Stever came by too to make sure everything was going well and uh, we had just two frames we decided to put two riders on them not having any spares so we just went fully on risk it and uh, they had five races on it right Chappie? yeah five races we were in Andorra the day before finals and we found like two massive cracks on both both frames yeah and this was before practice on this was before practice on uh qualifying day so it's always obviously a little stressful you know one of the <laughs> one of those little, times yeah. where you just like man should i tell the riders or should i not and we decided not to so they just send they just send it and and uh not have anything to think about and you sent them out there on cracked bikes where they were cracked though wasn't like if they failed it sure. wasn't like yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, 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 we weren't going to die it wasn't at the head tube yeah, no. yeah. the so rear end might just sit down a little bit more so yeah yeah it was a small crack right behind the shock mount so it was nothing that was super crazy but it was obviously a high fatigue point with uh, shock impacts and all that um, but we got through the day the cracks didn't really grow which was a good thing um, and after qualifying we stripped the bikes completely down to the frames took all decals off took everything off we found uh, 
Bernie had a uh, contact, and he was able to find a local welder who actually built really rad custom motorcycles. He was actually an intense, intense fan. Yeah, like he started talking, taking pictures with Jeff, and he showed us. <laughs> he had like an old M1 at, at the shop. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was good. I was there too because I lived near Barcelona, so I started like making calls and just like being super stressed out. But uh, yeah, finally at the end, it was just like. Like half a mile from the finish area, there was this yeah. guy. The welder's half the a mile from the finish like, at Andorra. Yeah. 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 And he so welds up the bike. It was yeah. the best situation like possible for that. And, you know, we got him welded. We were able to protect the heat treat of the frame so we didn't lose any uh, yeah, we were, strength of the frame. And we were actually at one point thinking on going down to Barcelona because I knew some people that will weld the bike. But it was just a mission to get there, strip the bikes, and then get, then yeah. get back to Andorra and get the bikes ready for, for finals. But, uh, yeah. We finally made it happen, and uh, we had another course during the season, but I think it, it was worth the risk. We took two podiums. We were team of the day at MSA, and uh, it was a great season for us. Can't complain. Uh, we were, I would will, I will love to say that Charlie could be on it too, but it, 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 we couldn't make it happen. We were so short on rims and tires and uh, yeah, and forks and everything. It just it was like tough calls at the races too, just like having not enough tires or rims. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy because yeah. the whole 29 thing last year, I mean – for the majority of most companies, no one really had a downhill specific. No one really had a downhill specific twenty nine um, tires, wheels, forks, nothing. So it really took a team effort of all of our partners to be able to make it happen and to be able to continuously supply all the product throughout the season. And you know, I just worked closely with all those guys, and uh, we were able to put it together and make sure we never had a shortage of anything to you know stop us from showing up at the start line from qualities practice whatever race anything so it was it was crazy but it was definitely well worth the effort yeah Dude, that's stressful <laughs> yeah it was crazy yeah, it was, this year it will was, be uh, sure. much more dialed more in dialed? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah so we're, yeah. we're excited for sick. that okay um jack take the mic back all right we're talking about the start gate we'll go jack charlie dean do you get nervous in the start gate? In yeah, it? I think I always throw away. Yeah, how do you deal with it? I mean, I think the the nerve. Yeah, I used to get real nervous, and like sometimes I still do, like take off and like be real tight on the bike and make a few mistakes. But I think now nerve, like the nerves, make me ride faster. And I don't know. You just if I just try to focus on the the race and having a good run, like on the wind train, I'll just do a lap like a lap in my head and like doing all the lines and stuff so I don't really have to think about it I just take off and I yeah ride the lines that I have been like and I don't know <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> okay Charlie same to you um, as far as me like obviously I just I put a lot of work in the off season so you when you're nervous about races or whatever you got to just think back to all the long hours you've spent, you know, sweating or whatever, bent over in the gym. Um, just, uh, yeah, just think all the work you put in. and Who's bending you over in the gym? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you just got to you know you've put in the work. And obviously, every, I think it's a lie that if, if anyone says that they don't get nervous for race runs. But for me, I get a lot more nervous for qualifying just because there's yeah. a lot more at stake, you, you know, especially now with the – top 10 protected not 20 um you have a crash or flat or whatever you're not in finals so once you get to get through qualities that's i mean all you do for race run is just go as fast as you can that's the that's the only game plan whereas qualities you know you got to put in a good time but also don't do something stupid and ruin the weekend Mm. 
Um, but yeah, depend a lot like depending on qualifying too. If if I go well in qualifying, then you know you get confidence for finals and you know you're on a good pace, so it's it eases it a little bit. Um, but yeah, as far as nerves, I'm I always get nervous. It, it'll change, you know, vary per race, but the, I'll never not go to the start gate and and just be like 100% mellow. So cool. Do yeah. you know? Yeah, I think I'm the same. Like, I get real nervous, but I think like most of the time I deal with it when like. I'll get to the top of the hill and I just won't shut up. Like, I'll just be, like, talking. And, like, I just... Really? Yeah, like, I just need to talk to... Like, it, I don't know why. And then I get in this, like, mood where I'm, like... I guess I just pump myself up. Like, and then even... Um, I remember when I was a junior, like, I'd go up and everyone's on the wind chain just seriously and I'm just, like, talking and just jumping around. Like, honestly, that just chills me out and gets me, like, a good oh, mood. Goodness. And I remember in 2015, I haven't... I can't really do it anymore, but I remember, like, I'd get in the start game and I'd start singing. I was, like, this song fucking... You know, like, it's, like, love <laughs> Like I'd just sing that, and then like the Stargate people would like like sometimes I'd sing it with me and shit, and I'd just like mellow me right out, and I'd just feel like I don't know, not get stressed. Do you feel like the amount of spectators changes your? Nerves? Oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Like if yeah. there's a shitload of people, <laughs> like I swear I just like focus more. Like if as soon as people get put off by it, I just like f- like focus in like way more. But they had one like this race at fuck where was it? Um, Mont Saint Anne this year. Like I was in the Stargate, I was feeling really good. Like before I run, like just getting pumped up. Went hopping the gate and I was like, I think he said like 30 seconds, put my goggles on and like, because it was so foggy, they just fogged up completely. I couldn't see a thing. And I was just like, fuck, like chap, go get like, go get my other spare pair because I had a spare pair of goggles in his like tool bag. So I'm like, go, go, go. So I take my goggles off. With 30 seconds and it's to like, get. And it's like 20 seconds, got no goggles, chap's gone. I'm like, <laughs> f- 15 seconds, I'm just sitting in the side gate like, do I just put these foggy, like I could not really see anything. And like chap runs back around 10 seconds, goggles on, go. And I'm like, that kind of like, I guess gets your heart going before you even start. So Yeah, was that like a good mind eraser kind of though? Like did it take you off the nerves? Yeah, nah, sometimes that like, stuff uh, helps yeah, you out yeah, of it. That's what yeah. I was going to say. When it, you, like, you forget about the race. It's more just... Yeah, like, but that was like, and then it was funny that I did so well there, but it was like at the start, I was just like, like just yeah, go, 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 go. That was kind of the same with the rain because like chap, I was, I was on the, the trainer. Chap's like, oh, it started raining a little bit. I was like, okay, whatever. Like I figured it'd be like sprinkling because it was like it was like kind of raining all during practice but just like real light like nothing gnarly yeah and i was like okay whatever didn't even think of anything about it like got done with my warm-up like walked outside to go to the bathroom or something and looked and it was literally just a wall of rain and i was just like <laughs> it was the same thing though because it's like what do you do you know it, it it's you just do what you can and it kind of just took my my mind off of the actual race yeah. it's kind of just like well here, here we are like do do with it what you can and yep. yeah 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 if there's any race where my nerves go down it's a mud race because it's like you the just expectations you don't, have to, lower you don't have to hit everything so precise yeah. you just have to make it down in a full <laughs> run without <laughs> yeah without that's, crashing you know that's like, Whereas a on a, like a, opposite for me hey, as a mud <laughs> race i'm like fuck we're gonna, su- <laughs> we're gonna survive i find like a, a dry fast track I'm so nervous because I know I have to hit everything so mm, like no perfect mistakes. because the times are so tight. Whereas in the mud, like, yeah, if you just have a good run and make it down, yeah. and then do okay. you're going to go okay. We're yeah. like the complete opposite there. Right? I'm like <laughs> dry, flat out, just fucking, a, just go, <laughs> go, go. There's a bit more finesse in a mud race, whereas like a dry race is literally just you hit everything as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And obviously the speed's yeah, a lot there's, higher. There's so. a bit of room for error. You can get offline and get a bit wild True. and you're not yeah. going to lose much time really. Yep. Start with Dean. Would you rather have a really good qualifier? Like, assuming you're in, like, you're not out of the race, but, like, do you prefer a good quali or an average one? A good, 100%. Yeah, I, like even though you might go towards the end and the pressure seems like it builds. 
Um, no, most of the time I do better with pressure. I think it like it makes me more nervous, but I think it like makes me do better. Like I know whenever I quality really well, I normally like do well after it. When normally I quality shit, it like kind of I guess messes with your head a bit, okay. especially if like you think you're riding good and you have like a bad quality. Even if it's like you make like you know you make a big mistake. But I found like if you call like even with like time training, if you have a time training, like you go into quality, like it just gives you that extra confidence. So like yeah, I'd rather quality well. Okay. I think I deal with it pretty well, so yeah. I like it. Jacko. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's always nice to have a good quality, but like relating to your question before, I think the build up to I ride a lot better with the build up and the nerves coming into my race run. I always seem to like I feel like I have a really good running qualifying, but I'm not always up there as much as I'm in racing. Mm. Like, I don't even think I'd qualified in the top 30, like, maybe once or twice before last year, like, and I'd had a couple top 10 race results. Mm-hmm. I just don't go as fast in qualifying. I think it's a lot of, like, because of what Chuck said as well, how you're just trying to have a smooth run to get into the finals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't... It doesn't really worry me where I qualify, but it is nice to have a good qualifying, but if I don't have the best qualifying, I know I can still go good in racing as well. Okay. See money? That's what, um, call, that's what I call my son, who's also <laughs> named Charlie. Works for me. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same as Dean. Um, I try to treat the weekend as like put a good time in time training. Same with qualifying, just so you, you get that confidence and you can kind of just carry it on through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've I've always found if I qualify well, I u- will usually do pretty well in the race, just because it takes your mind off of it. You don't have to worry about oh, am I riding fast or whatever? You, if you put a good quality down, you're like, okay, I'm, I've got it figured out. Or not figured out, but I'm riding well. Right. And I don't have to you know, do a whole lot for a race run other than you know, tidy a few things up, change a few lines, maybe go, obviously go faster. Whereas if you, get, if you don't quality that well, then as far as me, like, I'll be like, okay, I got to go find however many seconds. And you start like, kind of stressing over it. And mm. it just turns into a big fiasco. Whereas it's, it's so much easier if, if I just... Uh, put a good quality run and then carry it on through finals okay cool well, one thing i didn't like though is like one year like i was qualifying really bad and then i qualified fifth and it was like a big like like big, a huge big jump. big jump for me and i was like the one thing was like all the crowd was always like all the way down the track <laughs> so like you'd start and you'd get like pumped up as you'd go because people just going nuts yeah. and at lords i was like halfway down the track and i seen like four people i'm like this is just a ghost town, hey. Like it's oh, just so you don't you take that in, like you were soaking that up. Yeah, yeah like, that was like my run at Fort William. Yeah, like eight. you don't get that build up as you yeah, go down, the and whole then you, half of the track. and then you get to like the bottom half of the track, and it's just like you know, like just that everyone's there, yeah. which I guess is kind of good because you get to that point and it like keeps you going. Sure, but you don't get that initial like fucking go 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 yeah, go go. At the go. start, it's just yeah. silent. And yeah, it's like, just quiet. You get like an odd whistle, and you're like, it's like even in practice, you get more people. So it's like. That bit kind of weird. Me out crazy, yeah. That's interesting for I, sure. I think it's cool though when you do quality well because obviously there's there's like a, a lot more build up, like you guys said. And I remember I qualified in 2016 um, in Andorra. I qualified 11th, and my best World Cup finish before that was 45th, I think. Mm. So I was like so out of my element. I remember like before finals, I was like I kept seeing people like fast dudes like that i would never think i would ever beat like, like going, still at the top of the hill yeah like going in. to like going to the start gate and i'm like i gotta go and i like look <laughs> at my phone i'm like i still have like an hour and a half <laughs> so it is cool though when you qualify well you're at the top and you see like all these people you look up to as far as racers and yeah. you're just like it kind of pumps you up because you're like this is so sick like i'm racing with all the people i've like looked up to and thought were so cool forever dude that's super sick i I definitely get some kodak carriage as well like if you get the 
like you're on the big screen, like you're going to throw <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. I remember so clearly, like I qualified like 18th at Wyndham and it was the first time I got on TV mm-hmm. and like shitting it, but I'm like, I'm, I'm throwing down. Really? Cause like the like, eyes are on. Yeah. And it was like the first like kind of big roller drop thing. And I was literally just sent it off it. Like just <laughs> fir- literally like Wyndham 2014. Dean just out of the start gate. Next clip me just like sending my meat. <laughs> just ronnying down, down the like, ski field. And I just remember getting to the bottom and I was like, how didn't you die? And I was like, brother, I'm on TV. I'm throwing, like, I'm going. And I remember like my, pe- my parents and stuff were at home and they just like, I remember them freaking out. Like calling me out like, we thought you were going to die. Yeah. And like, that was my best results. Like first time I did it, I was like, Kind of like set the pace, I guess. Yeah, that's sick. The live timing's sick because getting on the live screen or whatever is because obviously it's hard being away from family and friends when you have the races. So if you qualify well enough to get on the live feed, then it kind of helps with that. Yeah, they and, can see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you can tell everyone like, hey, like I'm racing here. Like all your good friends will watch. Like I'm racing yeah. this time, and it's just like it just gives you a bit more confidence. Yeah, yeah that motivates me as well. Like when you're like everyone back home is watching, it's like you got to fucking go. Like yeah. you're like. Even though obviously you're going to go hard, but I feel like if everyone's just on you, you just like don't mess up, just go. Yeah. So that definitely helps with me as well. Cool. All right, we've got a handful of questions around these sort of topics. <clears throat> Let's start with the, the huck in your meat thing. Jack, Jack, we'll start with you. <laughs> yeah. Are there, <clears throat> like how different, you know, you said qualies, you feel like you could never go as fast as you do in a race run. Are you doing different things in your race run like hitting lines you're only saving for race day are nah, you are you I having mean, like oh I, shit moments you'd never have normally like what's the difference on no race i run? feel like i'm going as fast in my qualifying run but it just it's never the <laughs> never the as fast in the result sheet i mean hmm. i think in it's all uh, it's for me it all comes down to like the build-up of like just the excitement levels of race day like you do a couple runs there's heaps of the crowd and i mean you know it's racing and you just got to, as Chuck said, in qualifying, you got to try get through, and if you're not protected, and get into the race. But for racing, you just go as fast as you can. So and I think how many like oh shit moments do you have in a race run? Uh, like, it depends. Do you have, sometimes do you try I'll have a, a real fast run, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even really get loose. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be like, shit, nearly died there. Like mm-hmm. it just depends on the track. And okay. how, I mean, but every time now, like you just, I, I've been like working on just trying to push a bit harder. I used to cruise some bits like mm-hmm. i think yeah i've really been working on trying to attack the whole track a bit more and okay. maybe i don't do that as much in qualifying Got it. <clears throat> yeah. um yeah kind of just going along with jack said i mean on race day it's one of the coolest things for me is at before fin- going up for your finals run you go out of this out of your pit and there's all the people usually walking through the pits to go watch the race and it's like it's so cool to just see like they know you're going up to race and, and people come give you high fives or whatever. And just going through the crowd to go up for your race run. It's just, there's just such a buildup for a race run. And it's, mm. I feel like it's just, yeah. I mean, like Jack said, you do, it's pretty stressful on race day. We do, we usually do two runs in practice yep. and then race. So three runs. Um, yeah, there's just a big buildup and it's, I feel like it's just, you're not really doing much different. I mean, obviously mm. sometimes we'll walk the track after qualifying, depending on how qualifying goes. If we feel like we need to change stuff. Um, but for the most part, you're pretty much doing the same exact thing. It's just, it's just easier to go faster because there's so much more, I don't know if more pressure, but just more of a buildup. Just the hype around it. Yeah. And as far as getting sketchy, I kind of just, like Jack said, it just depends on the race. Um, my best results have been where it kind of comes naturally and you don't feel like you're not, not that you're not pushing, but you don't have to try to push, you Mm -hmm. know, because there's other races where I've gotten good results, but it's like 
I've been like, yeah, like I almost died like multiple times. I was really having to push. Whereas other races, you just like, you just ride and you're just feeling good and everything's working and it comes naturally. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just depends. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just just like the adrenaline thing. Like you just, this is, this is it kind of thing. Like your brain knows like this is, it's go time. Like in quality and stuff, you're like, oh, well, I've got a second chance at it kind of thing. Like it's not that important. Even like you're trying, but when you're to the race, you're like, no, this is it. We, this is what we came here to do. This is like go time. So I think you just, pump yourself up a bit more and i've always found the same like even at local races where like i'll I'll go hard in qualifying and then in my race i'll normally go like three four seconds quicker like no matter what it's just like i always know you've got more i guess so you're like i've always i always like that if you do well and you know you've always got that little bit more again so i think it's like if you want to be a good racer everyone's kind of got that inside of them like they can always when it's go time they can just push that bit harder which is good I feel like for race runs, though, there are a few times where you've hit sections, like, way faster than you ever could in practice or anything like that. Yeah, I know. There definitely are, like, send moments where you would only ever ride that pace on a race run. Yeah. Because, like, there's high risk. Maybe you're not going to hold on to it ever, but it's a race run and you got to go. Yeah. I know there's head times where, like, you say you hit stuff and you're like, it just is nothing like you've done in practice or quality or anything. You just come in and you just do it and it just... you don't know how it worked that well or what you did or whatever, but it just... You like, just got that much more adrenaline. Yeah, you, you just... your brakes that yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Or, and, like, yeah. sometimes you see footage and stuff and you just be like... Even you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, you, that's not me kind of thing. Like, because you'd be like, that's fuck. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's one of the questions. Like, have you ever watched the webcast and seen your run and either thought, like, whoa, that looks awful or, like, wow, I didn't know I did that? Have you ever... <laughs> seen things like that like what's it like to watch a a good um if you do have a good race run at the bottom sometimes you can barely remember any of it yeah Yeah, i think that's when you've had when you've had the best one is like you're not thinking yeah you're just reacting you just go you might remember the next day oh i stuffed that corner up but like you didn't even know for like a whole day because you're just that focused so yeah if you look at the live feed of the race after you might not remember doing something for sure i think the scariest thing for me is like when you see someone you beat consistently that looks really fast and then you're just like i beat that guy what the fuck am i doing yeah i was like if if i'm beating him like that's messed up we were literally just talking about this the other day how we'll we'll see guys in practice just so fast and we would be like, how could we ever beat these people? Like, you don't you know? feel like you're going that fast. No. Yeah. But like you when, are. When you're riding, yeah, it's well, like, I don't feel like I'm going as quick. And then I, like, see some guy that's getting, like, a hundredth. And you're like, he's tapping. Yeah. It's like, how does, really? but how does this you, work? You might not be going as fast in that section. I mean, you, you're having a better overall run. Yeah. Or, actually, you might but actually it, just it, be going faster. Yeah, and it just comes down to style, too. Like, I mean, I won't really ever watch. I don't think I'm that excited to watch on, on a bike. So, like, if I watch my race runs, I'm usually, like, not like, oh, like, I'm going so fast. It's more just like, like, if I get to the bottom and turn around and look at the screen and it's, like, a good spot and you'd be, like, like real impressed or, or surprised, that's more where, like, I get, like, surprised about it, you know, rather than, like, watching, like, what I can do on a bicycle. Okay. Yeah. Has, uh, has Warner ever bungled up talking about you guys during your run? Like, have you ever watched the run and, like, Warner Claudio says something and, like, what's that about? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I would not want Warner's job. By the way, that's impossible. Warner's pretty good to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good to the fellas. Yeah. Claudio, a few times when he's just like, oh, he's like kind of stuffed that up, and I'll be like, oh, what are you talking? About? I remember one <laughs> Claudio's one, critical. One, I did that as best one, I could. One clear, like one to climb. Like at um, when I got third at Lenza High, like I did this jump at the finish line and literally just nailed it and hooked out. And he's just like, oh, he's uh, he's messed that up a little bit. And I'm just like looking. I was like. 
that's like the best I've ever done. I like <laughs> nailed it. And I was just like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? But most of the time, they're both free. Like, they're not too bad. But yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> what, um, we'll keep going with you, Dean. What's the hardest part about being a full-time pro downhiller compared to privateer life? Uh, oh, this, this, and if M's like, how's that hard? There's not a whole lot of hearts. I think you just get kind of more pressure. Like when I was doing the privateer thing, it was like when I first started, it was like, like no one, like it's all on me. Like I'm doing well. I've got to impress people. Like, but if I don't, they're just going to go on living their lives, whatever. Now it's just like, you've got to perform. You've got like, it feels like, like obviously you're in a team. So you've got so many people helping you. You feel like you got to give back and like, like do your job kind of thing. So you kind of like, Everyone says it's like hard to get there, but it's like harder to keep it. I think because like you really got no pressure besides yourself. Like obviously you're funding yourself and doing all that, so you put more pressure on you, yourself. But then I think it's just the kind of pressure that the te- like the, the team's awesome, so they don't really put it on you. But like if someone's paying you to do a job, you want to do the job properly. So I think that's like the hardest thing is just to try and I guess keep everyone happy in yourself. So as Wiz Khalifa says, it's harder to maintain than it is to get. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but yeah, being a World Cup, like it's not that like we all bitch and want, like whinge every now and again, but it's it's like not a bad job to have. I'd rather be this in a welder, what I was doing beforehand, so it's much nicer. Cool. Yeah, I mean, kind of what Dean was saying. I think the biggest thing about being a privateer is you've like worked the whole off season to get your money to go over, and it's there's a lot of pressure to get results. Otherwise, it was a waste of like money and time, sort of thing. And you've got the added stresses of cleaning your bike, working on your bike, sleeping in a van, being cold, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, it's a lot easier when you get on a team, but then there's other um, pressure as well. Like, you've, you've got to perform. And I think, like, especially like me, for my first year on Intense, I was out for a whole year with injury, and I just felt, like, useless. Like, mm-hmm. these guys were looking after me, and I couldn't do anything, yeah. like, to, in return for them. So, I mean... Yeah, there's good, like, you just got, you got to try and give back to them. Whereas you don't have that at all. If you if you fuck up when you're a privateer, it's just like, well, it's all on me. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah, you guys have pretty much, pretty much summed it all <laughs> up. Um, yeah, obviously, when you're, you're have a, when you're a privateer, it's, obviously, there's, there's people that will hopefully help all the privateers. There's obviously some... Some people that are, you know, like really putting effort into, you know, they see the vision or whatever and they want to help them. Um, But yeah, when you're a privateer, it's pretty much just you, you know, you've got something to prove. You want to make a name for yourself and and be successful in the sport. And when you're on a team, it's obviously there's, you know, you're not just racing for yourself. You're racing for all the sponsors that are putting money and effort and, and all these people behind the scenes working on prototype bikes and all this stuff. So... Yeah, when when you don't do well, it's it's almost you know, you're not just letting yourself down; you're kind of letting the team down as well. So there is that that added um, motivation, I guess. You want to you know you want to do well for the people that are putting a ton of effort in, into you as well. Yep. Um, but it goes both ways. I mean, being on a team is so much better than being a privateer. Just as there's so much less stuff that we have to wor- don't have to worry about. You know, we don't have to we don't have to make our like. There's little things like obviously you know we don't have to work on our bikes. We don't have to pay for flights or whatever um but then this little stuff that i think makes a huge difference like we don't have to worry about making our lunches before before finals or or any of that you know the little stuff that adds up so it, it we just have to show up to the race and and race and ride our bikes and that's it so it's um yeah we're definitely uh pretty blessed to 
to not have to worry about some so many things. Yeah, cool. Start with Jack. Who do you hate being beaten by? I ask this to everyone, and they're always like, oh, "No one, bro. We're always good. Come on. <laughs> Who do you hate being beaten by?" Yeah, the Cindy guy um, just dodged this question hard. Yeah. <clears throat> Lord. Yeah, yeah, Laura told Who, me, but yeah. he wanted to bleep it out. Yeah, yeah so you got to tell us after fair. this interview. Though, no, right? if you guys yeah, want to do we're that, gonna, we're going to find out, Loris. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it was you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do you, don't want to start any beef. Yeah, right? well, I don't. Do, do you have someone though, like coming up, like oh, like, you obviously back home in Australia, I don't really want to be beaten by anyone like yeah, you yeah. just don't want to get the beaten. national pride thing like you in. just yeah, yeah you you want to try be the best luck. coming from your country but i mean at a world cup it's like there's so many fast guys it's i don't know like i hate obviously hate getting beaten by them all but there's no one i've got serious beef with them like okay. if who beats me i'm gonna be fucking angry like, <laughs> really i think with me it's just like all the all the guys I raced as like juniors because I feel like we kind of like came up together. So it was True. like Luca, Mike Jones, Loris. There's like a, like and all those guys are fast dudes as well. So it's like if you're beating them, it's like you're up the top as well. Kind of yeah. Radar. Or yeah, if you yeah. get juniored, if you get beat yeah, by, get a junior, by a junior, it's you're definitely gonna hate that. But yeah, I mean. it's not like beef or anything. I think it's just like they were your boys when you were racing, and you yeah. kind of you you want to move up together, I guess. So it's like you want to beat. Go, like keep like keep those battles going, I Definitely. guess, even when you're in the seniors. But yeah, like I just want to do well. I don't really. If anyone's beating you, it sucks. So sure. it's kind of yeah. It's it's kind of like we're all on the same light wavelength, pretty much. I mean, like Jack said, he wants to be, you know, at a home race, he wants to beat everyone. It's the same with like at a World Cup. Like I would like to be the top American at any given World Cup. But there's you know there's tons of guys that are coming up that are like riding really well. Um, obviously Bruce had a really good year last year and Dakota's riding really well so it's cool to see that everyone's kind of up there battling um, but yeah it's it's I mean obviously you want to be the, the top top person in your country at any given race and then also I was I was watching a video or something the other day as, as far as like even with the team like I'm sure we want to be the anyone any one of us three wants to be the top guy of the team at any given race so there's also but it's like it's good pressure you know it's just mm-hmm. it's just healthy you know it's competitive. competitive yeah yeah for sure. I've actually thought of one. Okay. okay. <laughs> Eddie Masters. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, but not at the finish, just at the first split. We go, we go hand in hand. No. Do you really? Look back the results. Eddie and me, like, all the time, just back and forth. At, at, um, That's awesome. When he got at Montana, he was fastest at the top. He's like little green dot or whatever. And then... So many races, we just go back and forth. Yeah. Like, have you guys I, talked about it ever? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. we because we like if we have a bad race or whatever, we always just go back to that first split. My <laughs> brother, it was third or fourth there. And it's like, oh, what happened? But, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But no, that's oh no, it's been going yeah. on for a while now. I mean, I think as well as that, anyone with a like a higher number than you, like mm. in the overall, like, yeah. you're just like, oh, yeah, like yeah, pretty much like if a guy that's already going better than you in the series obviously beats you just like oh yeah okay but if someone beats you that is behind you yeah especially if they're on the rise too like you yeah. see they've been having good races and they yeah. come coming down coming you, for you, you come as a threat you're like get out of here like. <laughs> that's awesome all right charlie we'll start with you because you sort of mentioned it but you know you mentioned seeing guys on the track that you've looked up to and you know we're like wow i'm going as fast as those guys who's who's someone you like to see on track and respect and look up to out there um, like who do you have your eye on when they're 
If can you're I, stuck on the side I, of the I track. Because I've got a good one. All right. <laughs> Phil Atwell. Yeah. Phil Atwell is the fastest man on yeah. this planet. A hundred percent. Yeah. We, we actually you, determined the other day that he's the fastest person. You don't yeah. want to try cool. copy any of his lines. He though. wins practice every World Cup. He wins practice. Like uh, They must be messing up the time because he should win World Cups just every, every weekend. You watch yeah. that kid, he flies, man. He's crazy. Is it just the look of what he's doing or you feel like he is actually faster? Brother, he's like warp speed. I saw like, what's the sound boom thing came off him once? Yeah, Sonic Boom, like, <laughs> blew me off In my Paris bike. Solid, yeah. It wasn't even a fast yeah, really? yeah. No, that kid's tapped. It's pretty crazy to watch. But I remember when um, I was racing as a junior, I went to Valdesol, and I watched him go through one section. I was like, I need to go home. Like, I'm packing it up. Like, really? There's no way beating this kid. But no, he's pretty, I think he's like slowly like pulling it all together because mm-hmm. before he's just like, he'd ride a section tap and then maybe block. And, yeah, but now he's kind of like fine-tuning it, I guess. And he's pretty cool to watch. It's sick. There's um, tons of people, though, that... I think are really cool at the World Cup. Even like I, I mean, I'm battling with them, and I still like I'm still like a fanboy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm a huge Loic fan. He's always been so helpful and and so cool to me. And he's, mm-hmm. I mean, you would never know he's the world champ, you know. So he's, just because uh, he's down to earth. Yeah, he's like so humble and and helpful. He's always been like. I remember at uh, in 2016 at Saint Anne, I qualified 19th, and that was like top 20 like I thought I was the man like I was like so <laughs> starstruck you know I never would have thought and he like fully messaged me the night before when he's like got so much stuff to worry about and was like oh just like, like he's so stoked and he's like good luck tomorrow like just have fun and it was just like stuff like that that you know they've got a lot going on in their lives but they still make time to to reach out is like really cool yeah. and I mean even at a uh, Val de Sol in 20 yeah 2016 at Worlds I, I crashed and was riding down and like just tons of guys that I like had always looked up to were asking me if I was all right. I was like, you know my name, you know, like yeah, cool. you even know who I am. So it's cool to see that, like you know, your your idols kind of just they're becoming friends. I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a weird transition when you go from like people you look up to to friends. Like it's like that weird kind of change. But it kind of, I don't know. I guess you just got to deal with it, and yeah. it's all good now. But at the start, you're like. Yeah, like it's a bit, it's a bit said, awkward yeah, for the first few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to stay up late and like watch movies of you riding yeah. and stuff. And now it's like buddies. You're like, when, like, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's sick, though. Yeah. Anyone for you, Jack? Um, yeah, like when I'm when I'm on the side of the track looking for lines. I mean, apart from just the guys, the guys I've always looked up to on videos and stuff. I always like to like someone might look real fast, but I don't really take too much notice and let it suck me out unless it's someone who's like always putting together smooth consistent race runs Mm. like maybe then i'd think about changing the line like if greg comes through and does something it might not look as fast as someone else who's just going balls to the wall but you know it's a good line in a full run Mm. so yeah i try to not let like as i was saying like that you go to a euro race and there's so many people just going so fast that you just like whoa, yeah. <laughs> but you, yeah. Try not to take too much notice. Yeah, cool. Favorite track, Jack. Ooh, it's. I'd have to say Mont Saint Anne. I've always just liked. It's so flat out and tapped, and it was my first World Cup as well. So I was just frothing from day one. Okay, Charlie, we'll go short answers on this one. I'm not copying, but the same. Okay, um, it's always been, and it's, I'm all good if it rains there. So it's cool. I don't have to worry about that. And it usually always rains. So I'm not stressing about the rain. And we got team of the day that there this year. So it was just like, we just, it's like such, I think everyone will just, when they think of St. Anne, it'll be happy thoughts. Like we had such a good time. It was so fun all weekend. So yeah. cool. I'm going to have to go Lords. Yeah. I really like it. Every time I go there, I just, I don't know. They're like, just when you're, I ride there, I feel like you don't even really like, I'm not even thinking about riding. Like you just 
you just, I don't know, are just doing it right. But Straight line, fast section guy. Yeah, just love it. <laughs> but I don't know, I keep having bad luck there, which is a bit annoying. I did the front flip a couple of years ago, and now I did the front tyre. Got a flat this year, so or last year, so I don't know. I think they're having world champs there, aren't they, in a, a couple of years or something? Or is it World Cup? I know, I heard something. Yeah. I'm just making I'm just schedule you've been reading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, someone's telling us. So I, I hope we go back anyway. I really like it there. Yeah, cool. Since you guys like Mount St. Anne so much, it seems like a lot of people often complain, like, oh, we're going back to this race again or that race again. <laughs> Do you guys appreciate the same track over and over? Do you wish yeah. there were a bunch of different ones? Like, I mean... It'll be good for variety. I don't think we've been doing it long enough to be like, oh, we're going back here. Some okay. of these guys like have been your going your 20th time William. to Mount St. Anne. Yeah. 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 At the moment, well, I've been to Mount St. Anne probably three or four times. So it's just yeah. like, I want to go back and ride that track. But yeah, maybe in another 10 years, if they're still, <laughs> yep. still riding it with no changes, it'll be a bit like that. But yeah, it's always good to have variety and go new places as well. I think they could at least add some fresh sections into some of the tracks we go back to because it just gets real beat and hard pack and... Not as fun to ride as like a fresh loamy Rudy section. Yep. Let's uh, go to Dean. How do you approach a track you don't really enjoy or don't like? Um, not good. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no I hating in the pits. Yeah. And, and what track? What track Negativity. would that be? Uh, what track would that be? Like, what's an example? Come on, you know exactly on. what track. It is. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's, it's done a full one eighty. Okay? He loved Lenside, and it's just done a full one eighty. Really? Okay. This year, we had a, we had a meltdown. Okay, we like went full meltdown. He was fully hyping up, like, because we were. That was the end of a six week <laughs> Europe trip. Six weekends of racing. The whole trip, Dean was like, because obviously he's got a podium there, and he was like, oh, like just wait till Lenside. We're gonna hop on because. There's this thing, everyone knows us for, like, we always ride in a train at the World Cups in practice. So we're like, we're going to, it's the Soul Train. So he's like, we're going to hop on the Soul Train, like, all on weekend. the Donny Express. Yeah, the Donny <laughs> Express. Like, he's going to be laying just, that shit out. We're just going to barely be holding on to this guy. And yeah. it ended up just being Dean's, like, worst yeah. race weekend of the year. Yeah, that was, like, I reckon that was one of my all-time worst World Cups. Really? Like, went there. I don't know, I was just not really feeling it. Crashed first day like hurt my wrist and then crashed again and i'm just like oh this is going nowhere. not to mention your bike swap mid- and, then, mid- and then i was like maybe it's the bike because that's that's when i was on like the large 29er and i was like it's playing with my head like is a bike too big i can't do it i'm like was playing with someone back to 27 which then it was like such a big jump back to small wheels like different yeah different bike <laughs> it's just not like that and that was like at the end of our big trip as well so i was kind of like a bit homesick it's like like just everything was just like kind of just crumbling down and jack and, and i were just sucked. lost without a leader we were planning on yeah. banking off of dawn all weekend and we get there and he just falls apart and we were just so like we had to take the rain yeah, yeah. we were like we, we gotta be we gotta conduct the train now it was <laughs> It was tough, but got it. But yeah, that was that was weird. That was yeah, definitely a three sixty for me. But okay. Chuck stepped up though, qualified the fastest, and took took the reins of driving the train for race day. <laughs> Rollins, <laughs> brother, tears. Yeah, my carriage fell off. Out. <laughs> <laughs> slide slide the mic over to to burn it real quick. What do you think about them doing the soul train? during practice do you wish they would split up and figure their stuff Ma- out individually maybe we should put nathan on and not burn out <laughs> yeah well, dude, nathan for sure he's like spread as out a, as the photographer uh, i'd say it's it's difficult not to take it personally right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. especially and then they're coming down the end of the day asking me for the banger shots and they're like sorry bro got, you're in the dust the one of you yeah exactly. i know i know that photographers hate it but uh as a team manager, I think it's really cool because we, we are a team, right? Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that our three boys working all together because 
I'm originally walking the track, and you see all the all the riders just mixing it up, you know, just I mean, are maybe you riding with someone else, you know, and they their three are always riding together, and it's good. I think they share lines. They are all good friends, and you know, they really really stoked when someone makes it to the podium. Like when Jack got the hot seat for William Real, just jumping the finish. Aria Dean was the first one, and then Charlie came in, Nick, Jeff, I, everyone was crying there because it was such an exciting moment for us. So this is kind of like represents what the team is, and uh, we are we a fucking team. Okay, and you, but you feel like they they get their their lines figured out even if they're in a train, like they don't need. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. we normally put like if like, some guy's feeling like I'm the shit here, like we put, <laughs> we put him ahead of the train, and he just like toes us down, like. And I think it's good, like, if I go to a track, I'm not feeling, mm-hmm. and, like... You can like, just tow in and... Yeah, well, I say, like, Moya, like, I'm not, like, I'm not feeling good here. Can I follow you through the section? He'll nail it. You kind of just, like, you don't even think about it. You kind of just do the same. Yeah. You nail it. You feel good. Vice versa. You, yeah, you think, change it up. I think the three of them are, like, really different riders, and uh, all three of them are running, like, different lines. So that's good, because maybe Don is leading the train, and he showed them, like, a different line. Jack tries it. He's like, no, man, I'm going to stick on the inside because okay. I'm slow and there. You're taking time, but I cannot make it. So I think it's helping them for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we, um, if there's a, not a line where Shaw's faster than another one, like we'll just follow each other. Get, mm-hmm. I'll get Dean to go in front and do that line and I'll do the other one and then we'll look at the GoPro after. I'll be like, yeah, that was way slower or way faster. So it's easy to take any questions out like when you are tossing up between a couple lines. Okay, cool. Pass it back to Burnett real quick. <clears throat> Sven wanted me to ask these. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> Here we go. Two questions. What's it like being the team manager of dudes you know you could basically smoke at a race if you had a good weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was just telling that to Charlie yesterday, I think. Uh, two years ago when I retired, just like, I was like done with racing. Just, that's just like I just passed like page and uh, I'm just on a new new job right now. And I'm just being not competitive at all. Just like I'm super mellow and I don't, I don't know what's going on with me. But uh, like two years ago, I'll be just like trying to like beat them on everything. Like just from PlayStation to just racing <laughs> or trail riding. I just like being a super competitive dude since I was like two years old. And now suddenly like when I quit racing, I'm just like super mellow. I'm just like, like I see these guys, they train so hard right now, you know. And it's like when I see it just from the side of the track, I'll be like, yeah. That's that's done for me. I'm not I'm not seeing myself uh, anymore. Just riding that fast for sure. So yeah. yeah, I'm on a good spot now. So I can can complain. Okay. And then he also wanted to ask, and there's proof on Instagram with that, like kind of Euro table, sort of you know downside table thing that you posted the other day. Do you guys do you feel like you have to teach them style? Because oh. more style. <laughs> than I I need to take a class. Hey, eh? I got I, yours was pretty nasty though too. Right, you had a sick one. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Everyone's got style, but me on this team. <laughs> Chappie's got more style than fucking most of us as well. <laughs> so I'm just going to dress him up as me, put him on my bike, and just throw whips, and we'll just we'll think, go from there. I think we have a, f- a great team running. Like even Ernie right here is our mechanic, and uh, he, uh, last year here he just uh, throw a massive uh, oh, no hands in front <laughs> of the guys in a big jam, and they were like, "What is going on?" Like <laughs> even at the mechanics are like. Right, super good. So I think we have something really special going on for sure. Like all six of us, even Jen could just could just race again, right? So I think everyone here is a good rider. Nathan is the only one. It's kind of disappointing. Cause <laughs> 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 delete, delete, delete. 
he's a he compensates because he's a good photographer That's but uh <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah even jeff even jeff is a great writer so i think there's something cool going on on that team for sure and uh yeah these guys are reapers so i don't care if don doesn't have any good style <laughs> if by the end of the day he gets a podium so we, we all good nice <laughs> straight line guy all right pass it to nathan nathan hughes team photographer which rider produces the best photos on a regular basis Oh, answer this right, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, Ernie. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, Is the, it the T Rex? Don the green guy that always into provides it with the pictures. Actually, it's a uh, it's a bit of a struggle. That's interesting oh, to hear. To motivate the stuff you the stuff you put out. <laughs> that, so let me just explain. Yeah, it's like uh, at the beginning of the day. I think if you do the graph, it's we're pretty low. We're troughing, and then towards the end of the day. That's when they want to see all the good stuff, but they didn't, you know, if they didn't, they weren't into it at the time, so. Mate, I have been running How up these hills those for you this last week. But then, yeah, over, over the week, I guess things have, things have looked up. Dean, yeah. <laughs> Dean, uh, Dean's the provider, so yeah, he, <laughs> he hustled quite a lot. That's yeah, interesting. Dean, Dean does a lot, so. We had, we had a great. <laughs> he's actually just struggling what to believe joke. in himself right now in his style. But he's, he, he came through the other day. We had a one on one sesh. Um, <laughs> really broad out. <laughs> yeah, and we, we got some good stuff. So hopefully that's um, turning a corner. Yeah, see, it doesn't. It doesn't look like you guys struggle we, with getting the shots. No, we had an incident in a hot tub a year ago. I'm just really trying to make up for that. No more needs yeah. to be said. It never <laughs> used to be like this. Well, so, something else should be said because that, that. Yeah, let's hear that. What's that about? In a lot of ways, uh, Dean. But um, <laughs> well, Nathan's voice sounds very sarcastic when you're really drunk, and it sounds like he's just kind of taking the piss out of you when he may not be. When he may actually really be caring for you. So that got misconstrued, <laughs> yeah. and a few words got said that Dean would, had may have been hurtful. Ooh, you guys, day last. Dean, was, blows? Dean was intoxicated. Yeah, I should add that. Um, <laughs> no, it did not go to blows. But Nathan was just being a good guy, and, yeah. and Dean was really yeah, giving it to him, not it. being a good guy. <laughs> to that's it. the that's the short of it, eh? So did a camera end up spending the? No, a phone did. Oh, a couple phones. A couple. Phones. <laughs> a few. So I'm gonna spend the rest of my life making up for that night. I think I'm doing a good job. That's awesome. All right, season's coming up. Have you seen the Croatia helmet cam? Like, kind of know what the track's mm. like. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts on the track. Top from what from what you've seen. Good. Yeah, the top like it doesn't look too bad. Like it looks kind of a little bit flat, but not ridiculous. But then the bottom gets a little bit ridiculous with the whole urban thing. Yeah. I don't feel like we should be dodging cats and dogs through a street. <laughs> we should be riding like proper tracks. I feel like we've got the whole world to work with, so I'm pretty sure there's a better track out there than this little street race thing. But that's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't want to hate too much until I ride it, but just the whole Stairhawk street racing doesn't really appeal to me that much. I mean, it's not the longest section, but yeah, as Dean said, there's plenty of places we've been or could go yeah. that don't have street sections in them. Mm. <laughs> um, I think I've watched the helmet cam maybe once all the way through, um, but as far as the top, like the actual dirt part of it looks pretty pretty fun to ride um but and then obviously the the road part is a bit bit iffy um but i mean what can we do it's first round world cup so yeah that's what it is so i think it'd be cool to like finish a race in like a town or city or something but and like obviously bring a lot of crowd and the atmosphere would be really cool but i think they just need to do it a better way where it's like 
not an urban bit or maybe try and like the last straight only yeah yeah <laughs> like just have it come in like there's a bit like the surely is a better way to do it but i know that's what we got to race so you just got to suck it up and deal with it cool since you guys are on max's tires what's your go-to downhill combo jack um dhf baby <laughs> always has been front always will be front, front and rear. rear nah um yeah i've had a go with the new minar tire over the off season and that felt real cool as well so i'm pretty keen to try that out at a couple races but yeah i've always i don't think i've ever ridden another tire like just been on dhf since i was like 12 Three one. yeah yeah <laughs> Sick. in the mud um cut wet scream yeah yeah is that what you ride on your trail bike too dhfs yeah yep. or sometimes <coughs> when i when yeah. i did the enduro world series races i had an aggressor on the back and a dhf on the front okay. maybe a dhr yeah yep. yeah i think we're all pretty pretty hyped to get on the Menard tires when they're available for us um but i usually run dhr front and rear um <laughs> a few races i'll put a dhf on the front but yeah pr- pretty much uh dhr and then shorties when it's wet okay. yeah dhr at the back dhf at the front and then maybe the occasional semi-slick if it if it calls for it yeah. we've got straight races coming up so <laughs> yeah. you need that extra bit of speed working on a tire that sheds the knobs at the street part there you go <laughs> just a tear off just press a button they all explode off yeah um, who's the most anal with their bike setup? Maybe Chappie should answer this one. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it differs. I think Charlie's probably the most anal. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie loves a good bolt check. <laughs> but I think Dean is the most anal when it comes to his control setup. Like, yeah. if it's off a millimeter, he knows it. Yeah. So, no, he can tell. No yeah. gloves. You, I like, yeah, like it, levers, all that grips. Like Grip, rotation. I mean, the whole nine yards, everything needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Who? Who could care less? They're just like, oh, I don't care. This feels uh, good. Jack is kind of in that boat. Mate, like, if I got me Ross bars, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as long as the bars are in the right spot for him, like it. it nah. I think it's because we've like got everything dialed, and then once yeah. I've got it good, I just don't like to change it really. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there is a couple things where I'll be like, is this how it always is? Or yeah, like, he's. It, there's certain specifics that he's picky about, and usually that's like suspension in the way yeah. the bike is set but as far as like controls it can be off a millimeter and he he can adapt to it where dean like no yeah i'm really it. picky about sound as well if yeah. like if it makes a little bit of noise on everybody's the bike, pretty yeah, much that way. i'm just why, like why? i can't yeah. handle it i remember like hearing some bikes at world cups and i was like i could not ride that thing like i know what's slapping around but i'm just like I'm, <laughs> that's a big problem right there yeah it just it would just mess with my head if your bike sounds smooth i can just ride smoother and just everything works out a bit better yeah we definitely our, do our a, bikes are some of the quietest yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we do a couple little custom things to make sure that they stay nice and quiet yeah. you know so you give that those custom things away nah right. can't, <laughs> can't do that yeah, we might not have the quietest bike <laughs> exactly <laughs> we'll have some competition then <laughs> wind down here uh, no it's not thoughts on top 10 top 60 all that stuff this year versus 20 and 80 last year you guys stressed about that do you think it makes the sport better more competitive i th- i think like the top 60s like a good thing because i feel like i don't know 80, like it's a lot of people really to get through and it kind of takes it off but i think the top 20 was fine like like top 20 guys in the world they're all fast guys like they should all be then i feel like like you look at 11th like in the world and they don't get it in because of the new rule. It's just like, like I feel like a guy that gets a le- like his 11th in the overall could easily get a podium. So it kind of like, I think they cut that down too much. I think the top 60 would have been fine, but I think they should have left the top 20 because I think all those guys, like a lot of guys in top 20 can potentially podium and be right there. So it's like, 
I don't know. I think that's a bit much, but I'm fine with the top 60. That's cool. Yeah, I don't think it'll really affect us too much, but definitely when I was traveling in a van as a privateer, I got in to the finals with some plus 60 qualifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's. I think it'll make it harder for them guys, which like kind of sucks. And yeah, but I mean, yeah. Like, do you think it'll turn people off from trying no. to trying to race? Yeah, I, th- I think heaps of people still have a go, obviously. But it's just, yeah, it's just going to be a lot harder for them to get in. I had a heap of, yeah, out, like out the back qualities where yeah, I just sure. got in like seventy eight, seventy nine. So yeah, I think it'll just be harder for those guys. Yeah, these guys pretty much summed it up. I mean, it, I don't, I don't get too much into like the, the rules. I don't hardly ever even read them when they come out. I just get the gist of them. But for the most part, it seemed like their UCI's main thing was to cut the rider field down, which they did with the top sixty. I understand because they want to make more TV time and and make the event go quicker and more smoothly. Um, but yeah, it's like Dean said, as far as the top twenty, I mean, really anyone in the top twenty could could podium or or get a really good result on any given weekend and for the most part provide a really good show with the live stream so if they weren't to get in because of flat or something like that Mm kind of sucks um yeah okay i think it was a little bit more stress on us as well because i know i've crashed at races and maybe got like 68 or something when i wasn't protected so it's just like like a little bit like obviously it's just like that little bit of a safety net's kind of taken away sometimes you can just have not a perfect run like right and have an issue where you do roll down yeah, yeah as far like, like i crashed in qualifying in andorra this year and qualified like 50 something mm-hmm. so if that were to happen this year and i just didn't get up as fast or whatever then yeah, not i'm not racing finals yeah totally <clears throat> do you guys think about like when to peak during the season or like having a good performance at the beginning of the year is that less valuable than the end of the year yeah on my end it kind of feels like you almost forget who does well at the first two or three races because at the end yeah it's hard if you do like you don't want to be just like fully peaked at the start like it's a long season especially with us last year when we did the two world cups two crankworks two world cups just by the end of that little session we were all so worn out and just Mm -hmm. like not over it, but kind of needed a break at home. So I think it's more like your yeah, mental stress, just literally yeah. racing every weekend, like just as hard as you can. It's just like that, yeah, but that chips away even you more. Do, you do want to go good at the first couple because you want confidence to carry through. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's, it's a hard one. I think it's a bit stupid as well how they have Croatia and then it's just like have another month yeah, off because it's just that, like you that just two month like, is just yeah, like right? really because if it started in like started June, it's like you can just train and that's like your one race. But now because it's that, it's like you want to kind of not peak yeah you, you need to be, be fit for croatia but then you needed just you another couple dro- months dro- of training yeah. before the next so that um, makes it a bit harder i think it kind of messes up your program a little bit so like people might come in croatia like over like overdoing it or maybe underdoing it and then it's just it just kind of messes it up a little bit it doesn't run as smoothly yeah and then as far as me um obviously you want to get a good result the first first few races just to carry confidence but no matter what pretty much with me is as much time as i've got on the bike or as how fit I am or whatever, it, it usually takes me quite a bit of races to, to like, get into my full potential. Hmm. Just, I don't know why. That's just how it is. Yep. And, um, but I would, rather, I would rather build throughout the season rather than do opposite. The last few seasons, I've always gotten my best results towards the end. So it's good to end like that. I wish it would just be like that the whole season, but it's just, it's just how I am, really. Okay. Let's see, start with you. Personal goals for 2018. Um... 
I'd like to get a few top 10 finishes at some of the races, maybe even better, who knows, and then um, top 15 overall. Yeah, I think that's doable. Um, yeah. Jacko. Yeah, I want to obviously try to get onto the podium again a couple times, and I had the five plate the whole season last year and then lost it at Val de Sol, so I want to try stay in the top five for the overall. Yeah, that's about it. Have fun, all that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, like, ride more consistently, hey, and, like, more as, like, I know I can because I felt like this year I was, like, we'd go to one race, ride really well, and then go to another one and just ride. Ter- like, it was just – it was too – all over the place like i just want to go to a race and be like like obviously get good results like top 10s but be like even if it was like 11th and then maybe like an 11 like even it's something like that but just consistently like get around the same results because you see like the top guys and like they have a bad day and they're still in like in the hunt kind of thing where like if i'd have a bad day it might be in like 30th or 28th or something like and that's just not where i want to be so just do that and then yeah top 10 in the overall and just i guess just ride like I was, I was going to races and I, I wasn't like I, I knew I was doing bad but I knew like I wasn't riding how I should ride so like at least that was like it was good and bad because I was like I'm, I know I'm riding shit and I'm getting shit results but at least I wasn't riding good and then getting shit results but I just want to get back to that like riding and just being happy and being like okay this is what I can do kind of thing <clears throat> we're gonna give you guys a chance at some music trivia redemption oh, as we end up Jeff, you weren't here. Jeff Stieber's in the room now. Last year for their quiz, I asked him which singer-songwriter is nicknamed The Boss. They didn't know. I asked him again today. They didn't know. So we're going to try some lyrics and see if you guys can finish the lyrics here. They don't want to see me win. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) My love runs cold. My memory has just been sold. My angel is a... Centerfold. Dean, good. Coming in. I know. I didn't know the word. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Good. Hey, we got to give you guys something you can answer, right? Um... We've been spending most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise. All right. Good. Yeah. You're coming in. <laughs> biggie, biggie. <laughs> Dude, Charlie, if you don't get this one, you're bumming it. Biggie, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your words just hypnotize me. Ah, thank goodness. Um, birthdays were the worst days. Now we, sh- now we sip champagne when we're thirsty. Hey, good. I like it. <laughs> Mate, we know a boy, Biggie. And she's buying the stairway to. Heaven. Oh, good. That was. You didn't I get that one. That song, I think that's the only <laughs> word that could possibly fit in there. <laughs> Bored as hell, and I want to get ill, so I go to a place where my homeboys chill. Oh, good. We've gone from the boss to like rap. Though. Some, I feel like, let's do it, some Led Zeppelin this is here. It. Some Jay Gilbert. The rap's not Dean's category. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Hey, dirty baby, I got your thirty. Hey, dirty. <laughs> Hey, Nathan Hughes comes through. You guys got every one, I think. Thanks, Nate. That's good. Killing it. <laughs> Throw some what? like top forty party bands. In there <laughs> That's all I know, dude. I don't even know. I'm feeling many too. Get a T Swiss. Jack, what would you do if you weren't racing bikes? Uh, I'd definitely be a beach bum. Professional. Yeah. Okay. Professional. <laughs> no, I used, I used to do some surf comps and that, and I always wanted to be. A pro server before I started riding really? bikes, so yeah, that would maybe I should have kept doing that. <laughs> Charlie, um, I actually, it's funny. I actually talk with people about this a lot. Like, I don't, 
I don't think my life would be much different if I wasn't racing bikes other than the fact that I wouldn't be racing bikes. I mean, I still get to surf heaps and ride moto and ride my BMX bike and, and hang out. And so I, I still get to do everything I want, really. It's just maybe not as much because I'm, I'm training and obviously have other priorities. Mm-hmm. But as far like there wouldn't be too much. Um, I want to be a firefighter when I'm done with racing. I'm doing a few classes for that, just slowly working at it. So cool. if I wasn't racing, I would be pursuing that. But as far as like activities and everything, it, it'd be the same thing I'm doing now other than ride the bikes part. Okay. And Dean, you mentioned you were a welder. Yeah, I was before, but yeah, so I'd probably just still be doing that, working for my old man. <laughs> but like, like Chuck said, I'd be doing all the same like kind of stuff I do now, yeah. probably partying a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably have left brain cells. It's kind of a good thing because it's like kind of like off season. Then when I get on, like all my friends and stuff, they keep kind of just going, and I'm like, no, nah, okay, I'm a bit done. Clean it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm done with that. So it's really good for my health and my brain. So <laughs> <laughs> keeps keeps me sane. Keeps me yeah. Sick. Social media accounts, and we're done. Oh, this is no. Is it Jack Actually, Moyer underscore? Yeah, Jack Jack Moyer underscore baby. Okay, <laughs> hit baby, me up, hit me up. <laughs> Charlie, what's yours? Uh, Charlie underscore Harrison underscore. Danos underscore Machinos. Lots of underscores. Was that part yeah, of the, you have the contract? To, they yeah. steal your name, <laughs> yeah. so then you've got to spice it up a little and make something different. <laughs> I want to adapt, overcome. Yeah, I changed mine to Dean Lucas and got like overwhelming amounts of hate from people saying I need to go back to Dean Machinos. So I changed it back. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Should we look him up? Look I wonder him, what he's up look to. Him up. <laughs> look him up, Nathan. Nathan Hughes is looking it up. Dead air. Podcast can't run this one. This is Dean Lucas. Oh, week. Ooh, who's? What's the rank? That's pretty cool. What's what's the rank? Who's who's leading who on the the follower count? Jack is the social media guru. God. Yeah, you you put a lot of effort though. It seems like making. Yeah, you got to do it, brother. Is that part of your contract? Do you have to do that? Oh no, you just give him back. Okay. Yeah, helping me out. Help yeah. me, you know, that's part of the job. Good. For me, it's hard. Like, I'll spend an hour or two, like, pushing and getting clips that I think are cool. And it seems like people are never stoked on them. So it's hard for me. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't really have, out there I don't have that much there. effort to make edits like Jack every day. But obviously, he's way more interesting to watch riding a bike. He's got six style, but whatever. I, I try my best. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Like, went out and filmed at Greer the other day with Jack. And, yeah, the style is definitely. You can definitely tell the difference. So. It's all about the angle, boys. You've got to work the angle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Social media classes. With so I'm just a better filmer, filmer than a writer, maybe. That's sick. But yeah, the style definitely is getting improved and then maybe some more follows or views. Nice. Should we go check out your bikes? Yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add? We miss anything? Nah, thank you to Vital cool. for letting yeah. us get on this session. We appreciate it. Cheers, Dude, Brady. thanks for having thanks me. Thanks to uh, Intense for giving us this amazing team and family. And Jen for cooking us all breakfast. Amazing yeah, Valentine's Day breakfast. Mom kills it. Thank you to Jeff for making a sick bike and well, super dank sick frames. And all the mechanics and Bernie for being awesome and Nathan for always putting up with our crap. Getting bangers. Getting us some spicy shots. Podcast and pancakes. Dude, that's a new show. We should do that. Yeah, <laughs> sick. And now we're going to reveal who Loris doesn't like to get beaten by to finish it off. Bum, 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 bum. And it is. Bernard Guardia, you reckon? Bobby Guardia. We knew it. Fatality.
Ciao. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Vital MTB's The Inside Line podcast. Episodes drop every other Wednesday. Thanks to Jensen USA and Maxis Tires for the support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Vital MTB. Vital MTB.